Welcome to Tiff's Logic on Talk Zone, the show where we speak about the sexes and the issues we all come across in everyday life. Now, here's your host, Tiffany Little. Hi, happy Thursday. Welcome to another edition of Tiff's Logic. I'm your host, Tiff Little. Thanks for tuning in today. Um, the number to reach me at is one eight 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 four six three six seven four eight, or you can always email me at itstifflittle at gmail dot com. We have a very interesting show today, packed with um a few topics actually. I mean, the main thing I want to talk about today is the most common relationship conflicts. Um, I like this topic because we can kind of do so much with it and everyone has something they can add, um, insights and situations. I picked this topic because, like I said, there, there's so many, there's so many things that fall under this, this category and to, to help kind of give us a little bit of guidance, I made some bulletins that were basically what I came up with after communication with listeners and friends and polling people throughout the week when I got this topic. So I came up with about probably 50 things, you know, but the most, the most repeated conflicts are the ones that I turned into our bulletins kind of a couple. I would like to talk on and touch on a few of them. I just hope we have enough time. So the number one conflict that almost was unanimous across every communication, whether it was listeners, friends, internet, random strangers in the street, was jealousy. Everyone I spoke to um, listed that, not necessarily something that they were experiencing or had ever gone through, but definitely something that everyone knows is an issue and a lot of relationships and know that it could be a game changer or a deal breaker. And so that was the number one topic um, or, well, the number one thing conflict that people had mentioned was jealousy. Number two, we got, I got a lot of hits on was mixed messages and lack of direct communication. So, so I guess that's kind of two separate topics on their own or two separate issues, uh, mixed messages and lack of communication. So I do believe lack of communication is something a lot of us suffer from um, or have suffered from and have been involved in, in in relationships. It's, you know, in any kind of relationship, work and or significant other families like that, that's that's often a conflict that we we see we have also another huge one was stubborn stubbornness <laughs> and um willing to accept each other's differences and we had attempt to control which is also kind of branched in with jealousy i think um then we have People not wanting to argue. I mean, there's there's so many things. So those are and financial financial disagreements was another one that many people said they struggled with in their relationships, and it was a huge conflict. So 
Um, those, those are a couple I'd, I'd like to at least get to, get to talk about today. I want to go ahead and get started with the jealousy because I had probably 20, 20 emails since I've started doing this, this, the show, at least 20 emails about people who, who experienced this. So I want to go ahead and kick it off with, you know, let's talk about some jealousy, you know, um, some issues that, that go on in, in relationships and, um, it's a huge one. So I, I want to start with this email I got from Jenny and this was a few weeks ago, actually. I pulled it from my archives and it says, hi, Tiff. I'm in a relationship and my partner is very controlling and I do not know what to do. Um, she also says when she's in a restaurant, it's gotten so bad that she basically needs to, to face the wall, like can't make eye contact with anyone else. I've tried talking to him and nothing changes. Any input would be greatly appreciated. So Jenny's in a very controlling relationship. Um, sounds like there's some jealous, jealousy issues and, and things like that going on. I, I am not one that would be able to be in a relationship like that. Um, as far as the controlling, I mean, we all want to live and say and do things how we want to. It, it's, it's not a good feeling to be controlled. Um, granted, you know, in, it shouldn't be situations like you're sitting in a restaurant and you can't make eye contact without your partner getting jealous and, and trying to control that situation. It, that's, that's a bit over the top to me. Um, I don't think that's ever a healthy situation, Jenny, to be honest. Um, controlling and jealousy to that caliber is just, it's kind of scary. Um, and to be fair, you've had this communication with him. And you, nothing changes and you, you're still at this point with him. I, I honestly think if, if that's true, you, you've had the talks with him and you've tried to work this out and it's just nothing's changing. I'm, I don't know how much more you, you can put it into this. If you've laid it all out there and the things are still the same and you're scared to make eye contact with people in public settings, that's just a bit over the top and extreme. And I, I would say, you know, if you've tried to work on these things with him, that you might need to take a step back from the situation because being controlled is never a good thing. Nothing good comes from it. Um, you know, oftentimes people rebel, <laughs> you know, and, and do things they wouldn't normally do just because they're being told how to live. So if, if you really have exhausted everything and the controlling slash jealousy issues are as extreme as you have mentioned, then I, I think that it might be time for you to step back, step back while he works on himself. You know, you shouldn't be his pawn or you shouldn't be doing and being treated the way you are. He needs to work on himself. And I think that he needs to do that alone. You know, so, so good luck with that and please keep, keep me posted. I would like to know how it goes, Jenny. And then I have a, another one from Mark and Mark says, Hey Tiff, I am in a very 
jealous relationship, my significant other checks all social medias and my phone at least once a day, like clockwork when I come home from work. Things have always been this way. I assumed that they would change over time when she would be able to see she could trust me, but that has not been the case, and we've been in a relationship for two years now. What are some changes I can make, if any? Um, Mark, that's that's... That's a little upsetting to hear that you have put in the time and tried to make her trust you. And the fact that she still checks everything um, for you like clockwork is just that's a bit overbearing and, and too much. I would honestly say it's another situation like our previous um, email where – there's something going on. You know, there's something going on. What does jealousy mean in relationships? And, you know, at the root of most jealousy lies fear of loss and, and you know, losing the relationship or loss of self-respect. And, and there's a lot of things um, that come that build up that kind of inside of us subconsciously, you know, and that make us react and act like this, you know, could be a lot of feelings of insecurity and things like that. So, or in, in past relationships they've been in and all of that could cause people to, to be jealous. And, and the question is, you know, when do you need back and allow your partner to work on themselves because if you're not giving them reasons to cheat on you, they can't or, or you haven't given them reasons to not trust you as far as cheating on you and whatnot, excuse me. But you know, but they're ex did, then you should have to live in that shadow. And oftentimes that's that's what's happening and you know, when we have the overbearing significant other who's checking things they they're they're looking for things that they expect to find because maybe they did before. But when you're in a relationship with someone and you've done nothing of the sort and this is how you're living, I honestly think that that person needs to take a step back and work on themselves because you know, no relationship is ever going to end well or constantly obsessed with checking your phones and emails and whatnot and, person they're checking is never going to always stay around for that kind of behavior and then the person who's doing the the constant checking up or and, and exhibiting the jealous behavior you know that's no way for them either so all parties involved need to kind of step back and and maybe seek counseling or whatever they can do to work on themselves but it's just not a healthy situation and and nobody can live like that forever so my advice is everyone who's having these troubles, you know, if you've clearly communicated that there's issues and nothing changes, that the people exhibiting these issues, they need to to work on them. They need to work on them. And a lot of times they, they can't work on them while they're in this situation. You know, two and a half years of doing the same routine could be tough. So um, I, I think counseling or, you know, doing whatever you need they need to do to work on themselves, you know, before – before it ruins every relationship that they're in. So, okay, we have a couple callers, but we're going to take a quick break, and um, we will be right back. Tiff's Logic on TalkZone.com. Here's Tiffany Little. 
guys. Welcome back. So so I have gotten a couple of emails and um, I have a callers, but I, I want to touch on the new the bulletin that we will go over. We we just we went over jealousy a little bit and I'm trying to kind of touch on a few because I have so many people that have reached out about these things. I want to get in as, as much as I can before our time is up. So the next one I kind of want to talk about is, you know, communication, lack of communication. Uh, I have, I, I get lots of calls and emails about this topic. And so I, I want to, I want to definitely want to get this one in for a few minutes. And I want to open this one up with um, an email I received a few weeks ago. Um, and he says, Hey, Tiff, my name is Steven and I'm in a long-term relationship with my girlfriend. We started dating. I did communicate that I never wanted to get married. Now, five years later, I am still at that point and she is desperate for marriage. I do not want to lose her and I cannot see her staying with me without being married. Any thoughts on how I can open up this topic with her? Um, okay, so Stephen, you stated that when you got together, you did mention to her um, that the communication was there, that you, you did not want to get married, and five years later, that's still the case for you. And, and I mean, it's it's just a... It's kind of, it's kind of a tough situation because you told her getting into it and, you know, I can see how this works. We, we think in our mind, you know, when we're getting in a situation that we can, we can change that person and, and, you know, maybe make them see, see the different side and maybe they want to get married because they want to be with us so much. And, but that hasn't happened with you. And you don't see her wanting to continue a relationship if they're, if, you know, you're not going to get married. And you're basically dancing around the topic because you, you know that she, you don't want to lose her. You know that there's a chance she might leave and you, you don't want to lose her. So the only thing you can do at this point is be honest, Stephen. If, if she's, she's, you know, pushing it and pushing it and you're still at that, that place where you just don't want marriage, you know, it's unfortunate that you guys are at this, this road and the, you honestly don't think that there's any way that you will change. And all you can do is, is be honest with her. She deserves that. You deserve that. You, you have to talk about it because five years later, you're still there and she still wants marriage and, you know, nothing's changed and you just have to communicate it. And you guys, you know, and, you guys will have to figure out what to do. And unfortunately, you think that she won't stay with you because of this. But there's a chance if you communicate with her and put it all on the table, maybe maybe that will change. Who knows? So my advice is just to do it. Just have that talk, have that communication, and, and get it over with. And hopefully you guys can move forward together then. Um, we have a caller. John, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Hey, John. Hey, Tiff. How's it going? Good. Um, I just have a question on um, communication and kind of my thought on it as well. Um, outside of, well, within relationships, I think, um, aside from money being the biggest cause of divorce or separation, I think lack of communication is probably the second biggest thing. 
think it's a huge issue as far as, I mean, especially with technology nowadays, I think it's an issue as far as um, you have, I mean, you can communicate with someone that you like um, so much easier, and I feel like sometimes either party can get kind of smothered with that, um, whereas one personality might be, you know, geared toward, oh, I want to communicate all the time, I don't have an issue with that, whereas the other is like, I like you, but, you know, I need some space. So what's your take on kind of finding a happy medium with that? Well, I mean, okay, so I'm I'm a bit confused. They like you, but they need some space? Well, I'm just saying, you know, sometimes, like for me, for example, okay. I'm here to, I like talking to people. I mean, I'll text someone all day. You know, and I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not wired to where I can just sit there and not talk to people, whether it's even a, just a friend. Like, I can't sit there and not talk to somebody. I'd, right. I'm a sanguine, a personality type sanguine, type A. Like, I got to talk to people. I'm outgoing. Um, but, you know, I find myself and a lot of people are sometimes attracted to different personality types as far as, you know, a little more laid back, um, reserved. Uh, it's not that they don't like you. Um, it's just that there's not as much communication in there. And it's not even just with relationships between men and women, even friendships sometimes. Um, I mean, have you ever experienced that, or do you have a take on finding a happy medium with communication, or uh, or do you disagree with me entirely? Well, <laughs> no, and I am a lot like you, actually. I thoroughly enjoy talking and communication. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer in, you know, if you want things to happen, I, not everyone is wired like, like us and they, a lot of people don't like to communicate things and, you know, they, they sweep them under the rug or they just don't talk about them and maybe they think that because they're embarrassed or they think things will go away. Um, but I, as far as happy medium with communication, I think anyone who wants to talk should talk. Like, I, I think that communication should always be there. I mean, we're not psychics. We, we aren't mind readers. We don't know what's going on with mm-hmm. people. We can't see how you feel. And the only way to get insight into another human being is to communicate, you know, or, or if, if we're in situations that we want to see changes in or, you know, want to work on or fix things or are, you know, just, things in general that then they need to be communicated. You know, things don't work by just never talking about them. And, but I will say this, I have met some people who just don't talk about things. They, they just don't talk about things. And it's almost like they're going in the motions. Like they just, they just routine and they just do their thing. And that, that's really it. You don't see them smile a ton and you know, they just, they're just living kind of thing. But then on the other hand, you look at the people who communicate and, and often you, you, when you talk about things, you get what you want. You get what you're looking for. You. Yeah. And, and just, there's so many positive things for communicating. And, and yes, if you, if you choose not to, some things I think a lot of people are doing it to protect feelings or sweep things under the rug or whatever they may just not want to talk about it you know whatever the case is it's it's never a better outcome than communication so I don't even 
think that there's a happy medium. I think anyone who wants to talk, who has anything to talk about, should. You know, like anytime you have something to say, say it. You know, as far as, as, and hopefully it's, it's nothing, you know, in saying that. We, we don't want to just go around saying everything we think and feel because sometimes that might hurt people's feelings, you know, but you should always communicate. And I think it's great that you want to talk and get things out there. That's healthy. That's, that's that's that human to human contact, you know, and and I I think that's great. So I don't think there's too much. Oh, I I don't even know where to begin for a happy medium. I think talk and communicate as much as you you possibly can and want to. Yeah, and another thing that I uh, that I that I read about. I don't know if you have an opinion on this, but I'll um, you know if, if there's a community if there's daily communication with someone and all of a sudden it goes away or you miss a couple days or all of a sudden there's just a big gap in between communication uh, in relationships, friendships, business, whatever, um, automatically everything or in between the gap, it gets filled with negative. Like, oh, you know, did it matter me or oh, did I say something wrong or you know, did they have this kind of negative feeling toward me? I feel like the longer the gap in communication with someone, uh, Morgan negative gets filled in there, and then that might just be me. Like I said, I I might just be because of my personality. But do you do you think that's common or? Well, okay, so that's kind of cool. That's kind of a cool view on things. Okay, it's a good it's a good point and a good good question. I, I like it. Um, so when you ask that. Two things came to mind. One was that there are people that just walk away from the, and I don't know how they, they do it. I, I'm not that type that could let things go, but there are people out there that can walk away from a situation, never communicate and, and not even think about it again. God like, bless them. That's not me. That's definitely not me either. Um, but I have seen that. Uh, I do actually know a few people that prefer things that way. So if you're one of those people, then, then no, I don't think more anger, animosity, or negative feelings build up. But if you're like the other 99% of the human race, then, <laughs> then yeah. especially for me, if, if there is a situation that I have, that I'm upset or about, and it's not talked about, yes, negative, I, I do harbor and I do tend, and I'm thinking about it as I'm answering, and I can see situations where, you know, if that communication's not there, I'm angry and it just, the feelings keep building up. And more, you get more angry. Right, absolutely. And so I don't want to say that's the case for everyone else because there, there honestly, there are some people that could, uh, hey, you live, you learn, you forget, you let go, you forgive, you know, all that stuff. Um, I think when I don't talk a situation out, I, I do, I do get resentment and start harboring feelings and, and things like that. So, of course, I've said it a thousand times. I always say to communicate it. And if not, then, um, as if me being in that situation, yeah, I'm I'm probably I'm probably getting upset about it and 
negative feelings probably come from the situation. It's, it's unresolved for me. It's unfinished, you know, like it hasn't been, we haven't reached an agreement we haven't talked out the differences and we have not communicated. So it's just, it's kind of a blah situation, you know? Yeah, I agree. So yeah, I, 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 I kind of agree with that study that you read or, or that article you read. And, and of course, communicate, just communicate, talk, you know, and, and nine times out of 10, the other person involved, the other party involved wants that communication. You know, they want, they want to know, they want to know what's going on. So, yeah. so John, great, great points. Thank you so much for calling in. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, yeah, I appreciate it. And, and keep listening and feel free to call or email us anytime. Yep, thank you for having me. You have a good day. You too. So for those of you that need the number again, it's 1-888-463-6748. And you can also email me at any time. It's tifflittle at gmail.com. We're going to take a short break and we will be right back. Let's get back to Tiffany Little for more of Tip's Logic on Talk Zone. Hey, welcome back. Great show so far. Um, and, and I have so many emails coming in. I wanted to go ahead and, and get this one in. This one is, I, I actually don't even know who this is from. They, they didn't say. It just says, hey, Tiff, my girlfriend Amber loves to argue about things. I am the walk away type, which infuriates more. I'm just not the arguing kind and prefer to let things, prefer to let things go. What can I do? This is so, and, and the reason why I absolutely had to follow up with this email after break was because, um, the, the last caller we had, John, asked about this situation. He asked if we, if we thought that people resent and, and and have anger build up when things aren't communicated. And I have an email in which he's stating that it does. So that's 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 great. Okay, as for the the person who sent this email, honestly, you are the one who does not want to have the conversation, who doesn't want to argue, who doesn't want to to talk about it. You know, you just want to let things go. I wish that I could be a little bit more like you. Uh, well, as as far as letting things go, anyways, I as far as your girlfriend Amber goes, I don't know what kind of arguing she likes to do. They say that's healthy, though. As a side side note, you know they say arguing is healthy in every relationship, uh, but just walking away and letting things go and and talk about them, talking about them also means this will never change, and that you know nothing will get better. So if if you're not communicating and and working on what is being said, or or the the issues she's having and when you say arguing that that normally means you know not necessarily negative issues or but that that means issues like there there's a conflict there so i i 
I think that you should really, really, really try to make an effort to to communicate and, and talk about things. And you see that Amber just gets even more angry when you don't want to talk about them and let them go. And her trying to communicate these issues and work on them with you is a way of her trying to work things out too. And and I think that's a really important point. I think you should try to look at it that way. You know, she she's trying to, to voice to you and tell you issues she's having, anger or or feelings that she has and and you kind of are just shutting her out. And so I see why she's getting upset. I see I see why that anger is there. I think it's really important that you try to to meet her in the middle on this and and talk about it and you know and see see if you guys can come to a happy medium and and an agreement and and work on on these things, you know? So Please take some time and just talk to her and, and not just brush everything and let everything go. I think you might be pleasantly surprised. Who knows? You know, maybe you'll fix things and, and some of that arguing won't be there anymore, you know? So, and, and definitely keep me posted and, and let me know how that goes. Um, I have another email from, Cynthia, and she says that she has a serious problem with comparing herself to others from her, I guess, from her boyfriend's past relationships. She's she's comparing herself to all of them, and she's running into the problems of being jealous, and she thinks that the, the jealousy is driven by low self-esteem and and whatnot and so she she would like to get some input on how she can change that and maybe boost her self-esteem up uh so cynthia i i don't really have any input on how you could boost your self-esteem from aside from you know the the key obvious things that we read about and that you know, common knowledge, you know, love yourself and definitely don't compare yourselves to others, especially not, you know, people, he, these are his ex-girlfriends you're comparing yourself to. They're not together for a reason. You know, they're, they're not together because it didn't work out and, you know, he's with you. So that, that right there should boost you boost your confidence a little bit because you he he's in a relationship with you he doesn't want those other people or he he would be with them so i mean i think it's i think it's important for you to take a step take a step and, and think about that and don't think about how could he love me uh, i don't understand why someone's attracted someone like him's attracted to me and and we're we're not supposed to understand those things. We're not supposed to know. We're just supposed to be happy in the relationship and 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 live, you know. And if you wreck your brain every day, all day with all of those negative things, it's there's never going to be a good outcome for you or for him. But I do have a little bit of concern because oftentimes when you're in a relationship and you are not happy with yourself 
and you're having the self-esteem issues, that is the time that I, I do believe you should take a step back and, and look at those things and, and work on those within yourself because I, I could tell you a thousand things that, you know, uh, uplifters and I could say you're beautiful and this and you're that and, and he could too and all the things that we love to hear and want to hear, but that's really not going to change what's inside of you. So if you're having all these things, please don't beat yourself up all the time about, you know, the what ifs and the ex-girlfriends and really just know you are something special and that's why he's with you and, and that's, that's really important. And perhaps, you know, maybe seeing someone and, and talking about some of these issues that you're having and get a little insight of why you're like this. And, and there, there could only be positive out, outcomes from these, these situations. So I, I would be very interested in, in a follow up, Cynthia. So please, Email me back um, after you know after a little while and and working and changing some things. I'd love to love to hear how you're how you're doing. And for those of you that need our number, it's one eight eight four six three six seven four eight. And you can email me at it's tifflittle at gmail dot com. All right, I have another one coming in that I. I wanted to to read, and it's on financial disagreements. And this was actually one of our huge fix that, or a huge conflict issue that many of the people I hold and my friends and relationships have experienced. Um, often arguing and and having conflicts over financial disagreements. And this one is from John. And John is in a relationship. He says, hey, Tiff, I've been in a relationship for four years now. And my girlfriend, Julie, is the sole breadwinner. I recently lost my job and have been unable to find one. Julie has picked up all the slack and I feel like less of a man and beginning to argue and we are beginning to argue all the time about money. I am hitting the streets every day trying to find employment. I just don't know what to do. Help. Whew. Okay, so this one is kind of true. We see this so much, you know, so many times where people are going back and forth about financial disagreements, whether it's what you can spend your money on or lack thereof, you know, um, Heck, even even working too much, you know, is is an issue in relationships a lot of the time. As for your situation, you are out there. You say you're out there. You're trying to get, you know, you're trying to get that job, and you're trying to to make money. Um, I don't, you say you lost your job a couple of months ago. And so I, I don't know how long Julie has been supporting both of you. I do know that that kind of bur, it's not even a burden, but that kind of responsibility, you know, caring for yourself and another person financially, that is a huge responsibility. And, you know, making ends meet is, ends meet, excuse me, is a, is a serious, Thing for many 
families and couples and, and people, you know, it, money is a real struggle for a lot of people. So think about that struggle you feel to make that money on your own and then being responsible to make it for another person. So just, you know, try to put yourself in her shoes when that arguing comes about. And, and I'm not really sure what exactly you guys are arguing about, just that it's financial. So, you know, she's definitely probably under a lot of pressure to, to make the money, you know, to make sure, because now she's providing for you and not only for herself, but you too. So there's two people that are riding on her and that's a lot of pressure. You know, I, I have, I have been in that situation and it wasn't necessarily a significant other, but you know, I've been that situation and it's a lot of extra stress you you absolutely need to work and do things when somebody else is relying on so the the best I could give is you know just show her let her know that you know I'm out there trying to get job and you know you're not just avoiding the job market you're not sitting at home and not filling out applications and stuff so you know Make sure she's able to see that. And when she is angry or you guys are arguing about it, take a step back and also put yourself in her shoes. It's it's not exactly a situation, you know, and it wasn't. And hopefully you guys can get through this and you'll find a job. But until then, you know, it's important. And, and it's important for Amber, for Julie to see that you – are getting the jobs because that's a lot of pressure on you too. Like you already stated that you feel like less of a man and, and that that's kind of a, a crappy situation for you to be in, involved in as well. So and the arguing is probably coming from both of you guys and, and the feelings that you're both having of, you know, the stress and the pressure of, of money, which is, it's just something that happens far too often to many, 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 many of us. And and so the best thing is for both of you, I would say just put yourself in each other's shoes when the argument starts and make sure you're out there trying to find a job. And and hopefully you, you'll find a job and you guys can stay together and you can get back on track and, and be that happy couple, you know. So so just do a little role reversal with her and and next time the argument starts and and maybe maybe you'll have a different outcome and good luck and please feel free to email me back and keep keep me posted we are going to take a short break and be right back you're listening to tiff's logic on talk zone with your host tiffany little So I just got another email about jealousy and I just, I I think it's, I think it's very, very important that I read this one. Um, So this one is from Danielle and Danielle says she has been married for about three years and her husband is extremely, extremely jealous and they they put a common ground as far as being able to, to speak to other men, whether it's colleagues, guys at the grocery store, and she is at her wit's end, and she she just doesn't know what to do. And she's asking, 
in any input. So, Danielle, the first thing I want to point out that I've actually tried to make common ground on who you can and can't talk to, and I think that is just, I think, a huge red issue. I think the fact that you are being told how to live is, is healthy for one of you, but especially especially you. And I again, I I don't know what kind of count you got through, or or if there has even been any. And and I don't I don't know the backstory. Is when you are allowing somebody to tell you who you can and cannot talk to, as far as coworkers and people at a grocery store. That's that's a that's over the top. That is that's to an extreme level. I think that's unhealthy and that's not safe. And I think that I think a hundred percent that you should seek seek outside help. And you know, you guys have been in you've been married for a while now, and this this behavior has has taken place and and you've kind of molded to it as you said. You know, you guys have tried to talk about who you can and cannot talk to and you know how many people you can talk to a day type situation you you need to step back and you need to to remove yourself from that kind of situation and however you choose to do it i mean either way it's going to drive you insane this isn't you know you're an adult and you you should be able to make your own decisions and allowing somebody else to dictate that for you is not that's never okay and that's just not a way to so I, I really, really think that you need to to remove yourself and maybe maybe see someone and, and get some outside help with that, you know, because you're already at your wit's end and you've tried to live like that and you and so I mean now now to just to just take a step back and and reevaluate the the marriage and. The, the life you're living and you know no one should ever tell tell us who we can and, and can't talk to and and I just that that's super unhealthy so I think that you definitely need to to take some time and and try to work work on yourself and and removing yourself from that situation or at least seeking help in, you know, but my fear is that it's been, it's been going on for so long and you've actually tried to mold your, your lifestyle to, to blend with his, his needs and wants. And, you know, so you might have to find yourself again and, and learn to live without looking over your shoulder and asking for permission type thing. So, so it's, it's a very, it's a very uncomfortable situation. And I definitely think you need to remove yourself and, and, and seek some, seek some outside advice and, and help. And, and hopefully, you know, you could both change and, and work on these things and learn to live a different and healthy lifestyle together. And definitely Danielle, feel free to email me to follow up at, at any time. Uh, I have a, I have another one from Ruth and hers, hers is a little different. She just simply says, Hey Tiff, what to do when there's no more trust in a relationship? And I mean, 
That's a that's a great question, but it, it's to me it's pretty pretty easy. I when there's no more trust in a relationship, I I mean, what is that? That's that's not a relationship, you know. Whether whether it's a friendship, a marriage, a you know whatever kind of relationship it is, all relationships need and take trust. When there is no more trust in the relationship, in my honest belief and opinion is that there is no relationship. You know, you, that, that's, I just, that's no, that's no way to conduct it. I, I, if you can't trust someone, you can't do anything with them. You know, like whether it's telling them a secret or, or giving them bank information or expecting them to be faithful, like, there's so many things that come with trust. And so your question is what to do when there's no, no more trust in the relationship. And Ruth, my answer is, you know, that that's not a relationship. It's simply not a relationship. And, and that's sure as heck is not a way to, to have a relationship. So, you know, <laughs> there's this saying that trust is like a mirror and once you've broken it, you might get hurt trying to put it back. And when you get it back, you never look at it the same way again. And and so trust is a very delicate, essential thing in companionship. And no matter what that companionship is, you know. And that's why when trust is gone, there's only one way for a relationship to go and and that's that's down, you know, and I think I think uh, several people will tell you that. And, you know, and it could be exhausting, <laughs> you know, trying to when you don't trust someone and, and the keeping up with tabs on them and checking into everything. And, you know, the partner who person in the relationship who who has no trust that that's got to be exhausting. You know, and you're, you're always trying to check into things and figure out what's really going on. Are they telling me the truth? And, you know, and that turns them into a, uh, you know, that can turn you into a, a crazy person, you know, and, and so there's just so many negative things that come from not having trust. And, and honestly, you know, once it's broken, it's broken. Yeah. You, you know, you'll never ever fully trust someone again once you've, seen or been done wrong or, you know, once they've exhibited behavior that is untrustworthy, you know, if you give someone $20 and, you know, or you leave the $20 on the counter and someone takes that $20, you're never going to put that $20 back there. You're never going to put money around them again. You, you, you know, and it's the same situation. If you're in a marriage and someone steps out, you're never going to fully trust that they won't do that again. You know, and, and a lot of people who stay in the marriages choose to, um, try to monitor their significant other and, and try to make things appear okay while secretly checking every, every communication avenue they have. And, and, and that's tiring and it, it makes people angry and, and not happy. And so Ruth, it's, it's a bad situation. And if you're in a relationship that has no trust, just get out because there, there's just, that's not a relationship. 
it will never end well, you know. So you absolutely don't trust the person, and you absolutely should not be with the person. I'm not even friends with people I can't trust, you know, because you, you you can't even have conversations with them and wonder whether or not you're safe. So I would I would definitely not advise you to be in a relationship when there's no trust, and I would say get out ASAP because <laughs> it's it's never good for you or the other person involved, you know, no matter what what role you play, whether you're the one who has no trust or you're the one who can't be trusted. Both both sides are a pretty crappy spot to be in. So and we are out of time today. We are out of time today. And I didn't even get to go over half of the topics I wanted to go over. Maybe we can run a part two next Thursday. I'll I'll continue to read the emails and see. I mean because they're just so that people experience in relationships. So I I will look over the messages and, and the feedback after the show and see. And maybe we'll just do a part two because there I think we got through three of the bulletins I mentioned. <laughs> so I I definitely I definitely kind of wanted to talk a little bit more about it. So so maybe next week and uh, I'll I'll let you guys know on all the social media sites. And again the the number to reach us as always is one eight 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 four six three six seven four eight and you can always email me at it little at gmail.com I'll take any any um topic ideas any advice or I'll read and answer anything. I, I love to talk to you people listening out there. So just definitely follow up and, and I return the emails so Thank you so much for tuning in and enjoy your weekend. See you next time.